0: Hello, hello! You found us once again on Boomerangs. This is Ruth, and this is Mike. Today we're going to talk about Britney Spears. Everybody's talking about Britney Spears, but Britney, we're going to talk who? about her conservatorship and various things associated with that. You saw a Dick Gregory movie? I did.
1: I did. I better find out what the title was. It's something like "This is this Dick, is Dick Gregory. Gregory." Is that it? I
0: think that's what it is. Okay. Britney Spears. We talked about her because I think it was last year there was a special that was done by the New York Times called Being Britney Spears, Saving Britney Spears. I don't know. This is Britney Spears. This is Dick Gregory and Britney Spears. (laughs) Two
1: icons of American popular culture.
0: (laughs) It was really revealing because it went into her Mm pre-life and how people treated her, the way that they obsessed about her virginity and her body and her talent.
1: Is she retired now? Does she still do stuff?
0: Well, that's an excellent question. Okay. She is under a conservatorship, which means that she has lost her rights. To her money. To everything. To her body her money can she anything. work or does she she can work but yeah. that's the rub she went before the judge who has been overseeing her case for the last, I guess it's 13 years, since 2008. When she had what you probably remember was kind of a mental breakdown, Mm. she shaved her head. She was also in her bathroom at her mansion with her children. She wouldn't come out. They were taken away from her. Kevin Federline, her former husband, got custody of them.
1: She had an episode.
0: She did. She had a long episode. And I think that happened twice where Mm. she had to have medical intervention or something yeah and they were just afraid for her physical and mental health right so the conservatorship is overseen by her father jamie spears they have not had the best relationship in their lives now jamie spears i believe is divorced from her mother she has a sister named jamie lynn spears we won't go into that but jamie spears is now overseeing or was overseeing the conservatorship which was in charge of both her body Mm-hmm. And her money okay the really sort of diabolical part of this is that she had to keep working in order to pay the people who were stealing her money stealing her money. <laughs> oh, she had a whole sad. phalanx of attorneys, yeah one attorney was paid more. Than her allowance mm-hmm. was. So that was a whole huzza ride. But she apparently had the ability to dissolve the conservatorship, but she was never told that by her attorney. Oh, okay. Because her attorney was getting paid by the conservatorship. Right. She went before the judge and she said a few things that were very relevant. One was that there was a time when she refused to do a dance move, and she was also choreographing her dances. She had a residency in Las Vegas. She was going to go on a new tour, and she refused to do one move. And because of that, she was then told she was becoming difficult, and she was going to be given lithium, which is basically for people who are bipolar. Mm -hmm. She also has an IUD, which she's been told she can't have removed. She's 39 years old. She has a boyfriend and she wants to have another baby. Mm. But she was told that she couldn't have this IUD remote. That's so weird. Yeah, it's really handmade stale. And other things like her father would not let her paint her kitchen cabinets a certain color. Huh. It, let's think about somebody like Johnny Depp, mm-hmm. who has all kinds of emotional issues. Right. And, and he's criminal not got issues
1: for that matter. Yeah,
0: and he doesn't have a conservatorship running right. after him. Right. I think it's looked at as being somewhat of a feminist issue because mm-hmm. she was a nubile young thing. Right. People obsessed about her. Right. She's now thirty-nine years old. Right. And she has no rights.
1: Yeah. To her own body. These women. I told you. I just watched this new documentary on Judy Garland. Sid and Judy. And it's not so not different. Not to be
0: confused with Sid and Nancy.
1: <laughs> it's not so different, just in the broad strokes of these female performers who were also cash cows to certain people. That's right. And suffered on account of it.
0: Now, she supposedly has a fortune worth $66 million. Wow. I know of a pop star who's not really known in the United States, but who is known in the UK. He's worth $300 million. Britney Spears is an international star. Right. So I don't know where her money's going. Apparently, a lot of it's going to the people who right. are on the dole right. for taking care of her, using air quotes. Yeah, who's
1: policing them to see if they're embezzling or doing anything?
0: The judge is not policing them. Their word so far has held sway, but mm-hmm. Britney Spears made this very emotional Charged and very persuasive argument about being able to live her own life right. and have rights to herself. right The way that it's described is there is a conservator who has authority over her person, mm. her person, which wow. leads to the whole thing about the IUD and all the right, rest of right. it. An investigative piece was done for The New Yorker by Ronan Farrow oh, wow. and Gia Tontino, both excellent journalists. Mm-hmm. And now the attorney who was working for Britney Spears, again, air quotes, has now resigned. Mm. I think because it just got a little too hot for him having been looked at so closely. Right. Other people have resigned as well. I can't remember all of them. The judge, after Britney testified, did not dissolve the conservatorship. Mm. That leaves Britney without a leg to stand on. But maybe if she gets a new attorney, she'll have a chance. Mm -hmm. One sort of leg of her testimony, she said, I just want to ride with my boyfriend in his fucking car. (laughs) That's all she wants. It seems so simple. So she's in a holding pattern. Mm. And there's some speculation that since she hasn't been performing, that maybe her mental health isn't as good as... One would hope it would be. At the same time, there are a lot of people who are fucking up their lives who are not under conservatorship.
1: Well, yeah, and it sounds like possibly the people in charge of her body and money may be promoting a view of her as incompetent yeah. or unstable, or, or maybe she is. Who knows?
0: Well, even if she is, you would think that she would have the right mm-hmm. to At make mistakes. Years old. Yeah. Make her own mistakes. Yeah. with money with men do you know how old she was when they put this in place it's been 13 years so So she was 26 26. 26. she had a residency she was performing up until recently she was performing they wanted her to keep performing in order to
1: fund the uh uh-huh it's weird i never thought in my life that you would
0: feel sorry for britney spears
1: there you go that I would even be talking about her. I've never seen a single video that she's done. Never? No, I've never seen anything. She was
0: on some program that was like America's youngest talent or America's Got Talent. And she sang, I wanna say, America the Beautiful. She had the most amazing voice when she was like seven years old.
1: Right, right. So she is like Judy Garland to, to an extent.
0: She is 39 years old on the cusp of middle age. Yeah and the mandate is that she be young and hot and sexy because that's her brand and how long can that go on well for? yeah
1: and it seems like she needs to be free to manage her her brand or at least find the right people that can help her do that yes look at Cher she stayed a sex pot into her into her 80s or whatever she is now I think
0: she's only a sex positive gay men. <laughs> <laughs>
1: But what I find interesting is these performing artists, they develop a persona or it's developed for them and it can come back to haunt them.
0: Absolutely. Like Lindsay Lohan. There was a whole spate of people. There was Lindsay Lohan, Paris Hilton almost was a victim of Mm -hmm. her celebrity. Kim Kardashian was almost a victim, and if it hadn't been for her mother, she would have been someone who just had a sex tape and Mm -hmm. didn't become someone who had her own empire Mm. of merchandise. But Britney was definitely a talented actress, a talented singer, and a very talented dancer. It was a little bit manufactured. I mean, the brand was very specific, but not to be diminished. Huh. There is an entire movement called Free Brittany. Oh, yeah. That's one of those internet... Yeah. Like the January 6th people, <laughs> only for a good cause. And they definitely brought this conservatorship to light. But Brittany wasn't participating in it. She kept saying, I'm happy. I don't know why you're doing this. And yet when she got to speak her mind in front of the judge mm-hmm. directly after, she said, I'm sorry, I didn't say how unhappy I was. Right. I didn't dare mention that I was crying myself to sleep every night. Oh, yeah.
1: Huh. Well, here I am <laughs> feeling a little bit of compassion for a Hollywood icons. I, I'm, I'm straddling those well, two look at, Okay, so
0: look at somebody like Michael Jackson. Right. Who clearly had mental health issues. Right. No one ever made a conservatorship play for him. Right.
1: Well, so as a gender issue, I, I can relate to Definitely it. a gender issue. Okay. Yeah. That way I can see it with more sympathy. Yes. If it's a woman star than a man's star. I think so. Yeah.
0: And she's infinitely talented, and they want her to infinitely fund their dole.
1: So, Britney is a feminist issue.
0: Britney is a feminist. <laughs> Britney is a feminist issue. Feminist no, I think issues. she is. What else are we going to talk
1: about? What about this wasn't on the list? But what about the recall and, and Jenner, Miss Jenner, Caitlyn. <laughs>
0: Caitlin what, Caitlin, what more Jenner. is there to say about her? <laughs>
1: well, I don't know. I mean, I just saw in the news that she... She gave a press conference. She gave a press conference and they said, are you viable? She says, oh, I'm way ahead. She's doing Trump. She's like making stuff up. And Completely. just saying it, saying it with impunity. And people are going to start to think that she's way ahead because she's following in all of every dictator's playbook, which is just say the lie a hundred times.
0: But, you know, it's no longer a lie. Unfortunately, she has Arnold Schwarzenegger as a model. Oh, yeah. For that. yeah. He preceded Trump, right? Because right. he was the governator. That's
1: right. And he kind of replayed the Reagan playbook, too, of going from stardom to politics yes. in California.
0: Yes. Although. I hated Reagan, mm-hmm. but Reagan at least was in politics. He was part of the union. Right, he, was, he ran
1: SAG for a he, while. He ran
0: SAG, he understood local politics. He had some semblance of an idea of what to do, although he was the world's worst governor as yeah. far as I was
1: concerned. Yeah. He was really just a, a puppet for, what's her name? Nancy. 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 Nancy, yeah. When's that coming up in September, I guess? That September
0: election. 14th. It's gonna cost us $260 million yeah. to have this recall election. Think about the homeless people that that could help. Yeah. I read something recently that was about the election. The problem is, if no one turns out for it, the people who are going to turn out right. for it are the people who are.
1: That's right. Th- we have to get people to take it seriously. Yes,
0: exactly. Yeah, because if we don't take it seriously, right. then they could win.
1: Well, I'm I'm voting for sure.
0: Mark it in your calendar, September fourteenth. Anyway, you saw Dick Gregory. This is Dick
1: Gregory on HBO Max, I think it is. It's really, really good. I loved it because I remember Dick Gregory, and I remember really liking him when I was a kid. I loved political humorists. When You you say
0: you were a kid, what age? Probably
1: 12, oh, really, 13, fourteen, you were around there. Way in
0: advance of me. Okay. Yeah,
1: I yeah. took note of him, and I and I would watch him, and I always thought he was really, really funny, and he was. So this documentary shows his arc going from struggling comic to kind of overnight very successful comic due to a good break getting on Jack Parr, Jack Parr or playing at the Playboy Club or someone important saw him at the Playboy Club and picked him up. Okay, so he had a big bump in his success that was sudden. He had a wife that he totally and they had a wonderful marriage, and that lasted through to his dying day. Wow. But his humor had to do with current political topics, and he became more and more disturbed. I think the one incident that really threw him, at least as it's presented in this— is when those young African-American girls were killed in a church. Oh, my God. Well, I mean, oh, yeah. He started going down south and marching and organizing. And he worked a lot with Medgar Evers. They mm-hmm. were really, really close. Mm-hmm. And, um, and he was killed. Yeah. And he also worked with Martin Luther King. Huh. He had visibility because he was a celebrity by that point. Yeah. So he was a powerful voice in the civil rights movement. And he tried to balance being a comic and doing that. But the political organizing, social organizing work he was doing, doing was really more important to him than going up and playing a club date and making a bunch of money. I think he tried to balance it for a while and he tried to use the money he was getting from his success on television to funnel it into uh, political movements but he became more and more taken over by the social movements and then They chronicle how the civil rights movement around 66 or 7 or 8, shortly before Martin Luther King's assassination, branched out to include being anti-Vietnam because there was racism involved in the way people were being called up to serve in Vietnam. So Vietnam became not just a foreign affairs issue, but an extension of the civil rights struggle. So the terrain that they covered expanded and he just became pretty much, I don't know if obsession is too big of a word, but consumed with that work. He had earned enough money to buy this great farm up in, in Plymouth, Massachusetts, and he He'd had several kids with his wife, and they had a happy life there. But they do make the point that he was almost never home. And the kids and the wife, they made their peace with that. Oh, really? Because they knew that he was about was the greater this good. work that he needed to felt he needed to do. Yeah. And they interview one or two of the kids, and they, they don't seem resentful at all. They seem like they totally got him. But they lost the farm at a certain point. Oh, they did. They had to get out of the farm. They interview his wife, who is still alive and she's just amazing and i don't know where she is i thought it was the farm until they later say that he lost the farm but they interview her in a house with windows looking out on this beautiful lake so i don't know if she bought the farm back <laughs> or if she moved to some other place that looked a she lot got another like farm. farm maybe she got a different farm but she's delightful and then they interview a range of comics they interview chris rock and wanda sykes and other comics The one who really parallels him in a way, in terms of his humor being so driven by social justice issues, is Chappelle, Dave Chappelle. Oh, interesting. And even Chris Rock says it. He says, I don't do what Dick Gregory does. I do my jokes and I just try to make him funny and get off. That's right. You know, But he praises both Chappelle and Gregory in saying Chappelle is much closer to what Gregory did huh. in that his comedy is suffused with
0: social justice awareness and topics huh. and concerns. That's so interesting. Yeah. Because Chappelle is Catherine's favorite comic. He, I don't watch him a
1: lot, but the few times I have, he's been so brilliant. He hosted a, a Saturday Night Live during Trump and it was just so beautifully done where it wasn't just making fun of trump it really was a call to action a in down, a way. Yeah. yeah
0: it was inspiring i had never heard that parallel between gregory and yeah Chappelle. they make that point they don't linger on it but they do make it oh, he was an inspiring figure
1: oh and he started working in nutrition he worked with the social justice issue of the fast food that was being sold in the poor neighborhoods and it was literally making people obese yes. and sick so that became a new social cause for him was to educate people that's great. So he was a visionary.
0: I had no idea that he was so proactive mm-hmm. as a comedian. I just thought he was a political comedian. I didn't realize yeah. until I had heard a review uh, or two of the right. movie that he was so involved in the civil rights making movement. A change.
1: And he would do these stunts, but he did them because he wanted to get press. He knew the power of media, and so he knew if he could get press interested in these causes, it could make a difference. So that's why he went on hunger strikes and why he did this cross-country run with this other guy that he got involved with.
0: When he went on hunger strikes, what was his hopeful outcome? The first
1: one, I'm trying to remember what his demand was, but it had something to... It was around the Vietnam War, and um, I don't know if it was ending the draft or... You know, I don't remember the actual tangible goal that he set, but it had to do with being anti-Vietnam War. Mm-hmm.
0: One of the things that occurred to me while you were talking is this happened with the black man who came back from World War II Mm-hmm. And they had been in the military and working side by side right. with their white counterparts. Mm-hmm. And yet when they came back, they were disrespected.
1: Right. And it wasn't the first war that happened. You have black soldiers fighting in
0: the Civil War too. You think about in Vietnam, so many black and Hispanic people were mm-hmm. drafted and you had right. to go. Right. Yet you can imagine that someone would be fighting in this horrific war yeah. in the jungle right. against... Asian people who were also innocent. That's
1: it. And that's part of what disturbed Gregory and MLK was they saw the people that we were fighting. And they were poor people. We were fighting peasants. Yes. In the name of stopping communism. That's a whole other story.
0: I don't know that I have anything more to delve into There's been so much going on. I mean, there was the assassination of the Haitian president. That was awful. Oh, Biden signed some sort of, something that's concerned me. I won't spend a lot of time on it. But this idea that the big companies absorb smaller companies rather than compete with them. Right. That goes down to also non-compete clauses with employees mm-hmm. so that if I work for Verizon and I'm an executive, I can't go and work for at and because... I'll You'll spill the beans about info. Verizon mm-hmm. so that the workers then become snarled in that whole
1: right. web. We call
0: it, web. And he signed an executive order that would slow that down. I don't know what it's going to do to Amazon and MGM because that's a whole other big fish eating a little fish. Yeah, They're different fish. Yeah, I heard
1: he's not going after Amazon. Oh, okay. But I heard too that what he's doing, he's going after the internet companies that provide internet like the at and So that could be a good thing.
0: It be a great thing because
1: they're too big they're too big and we pay too much you and there's no competition right and i mean i'm paying 58 dollars a month i actually called att i this pay month.
0: 79 dollars. oh my a month. god just for, just for just for internet
1: oh we'll make some calls to att
0: <laughs> <laughs> and on that note boomers we're going to say so long <laughs> very well i adieu adieu and we will talk to you again in a week so, so long boomers bye bye